Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Ricky Chino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. And here we are, 2-15, September 19th. 2023 on the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast channel on the appropriately named Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for joining us here live every Tuesday afternoon. We are here for you to break down all of the big news stories in professional wrestling. And my God, SP3, we're on a heater. Pro wrestling is on a heater right now after what was a jam-packed weekend of big stars Big stories, and once again, the theme of this week, SP3, is how much a week can change things. Because just last week, we were having a conversation about J. Card Gill's return to AEW and how hopefully this is an elongated feud with Chris Statlander that could culminate at one of the big, big pay-per-views down the line, and... Oh yeah, no, she's not. She's not even in the company anymore. She that feud has already been burnt. It is done. It is over with. And Jade Cargill is going to be in WWE reportedly sometime here soon. She was spotted at the PC, or she's supposed to be reporting to the PC. Is she going to be going to NXT? Is she going to be going up to the main roster? What does this mean for AEW? What does it mean for the WWE Women's Division? We're going to be talking about all of that on the show today. Oh, and by the way. There's this dude, Dwayne, who showed up Friday on SmackDown. Maybe mm. you might remember him. Maybe our, our younger uh, audiences might know him. Honestly, there might be people out here who are like, what's the dude from Jumanji doing on Friday Night SmackDown? Like, if we're being completely serious here. But regardless, The Rock showed up on Friday. And it totally ruled all sorts of ass. And any person right now before Friday anyway, who was sitting here going, why would they bring in The Rock? It doesn't make sense for him to fight Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. What are you going to do with Cody Rhodes? We'll talk about that. But if you had any doubts as to whether or not The Rock, if they can book the match, should they book the match, all of that should have been quelled. All your questions should have been answered with The Rock showing up on Friday, doing what he did, getting the loudest pop of 2023 in WWE easily at this point and that's saying something considering the reactions that roman reigns gets considering the reactions that Sami Zayn has gotten particularly in canada considering the hot streak that la night is on right now the rock eclipsed them all this is a man sp3 that has done maybe 12 or so appearances let alone matches appearances in wwe over the past two decades all of a sudden, he shows up on Friday. He plays the hits, and every single one of us are partying like it's 1999, baby. I mean, seriously, we all lost our damn shit and smiled and enjoyed it. It's like there's just something about the guy. I, like, he's the great one. He's the great one. They call him the most electrifying man in sports entertainment for a damn reason. Well, he said it, but it holds true still today, SP3. Indeed, um, I have been on this hill where I am not dying. I am thriving. I'm eating well. 
because <laughs> I am here on the hill, ladies and gentlemen, the hill and the mountaintop above a lot of wrestling fans who believe that they have a dream. He said, uh, believe. They believe they have a dream of Cody Rhodes finishing his story. But uh, ladies and gents, the, the match to do at WrestleMania 40. The big four oh, you know, four zero. That is a iconic number. Think about whenever WWE hits that that milestone, you know, the special moments that have happened, whether it's you know Bret Hart winning the WWF championship in the classic ladder match at WrestleMania 10, whether it's um Xbit deleted winning the world heavyweight championship in the main event against Triple H and Shawn Michaels with his best friend the WWE the WWE champion Eddie Guerrero who had a classic with Kurt Angle that night WrestleMania 30 at the end of the streak and Brian and Brian Danielson Daniel Bryan the Yes movement Yeslemania winning the undisputed championship beating Triple H Batista and Randy Orton in one night I mean, they could they could create a story if they want to do it. Do a two night with both guys. Do it. Do Roman Roman Reigns on night one with The Rock, Cody Rhodes with CM Punk on night one of WrestleMania, and then night two they main event Roman and and Cody if they want to like kind of uh, do do a little a tribute to WrestleMania 30 and Brian Danielson's whole ride. They could do it in that fashion, but I'm sorry. Say Cody had his moment. I'm sorry, guys. He had his moment. Mania 30, 39 was his moment. He was supposed to be the main event of WrestleMania 40 before The Rock said, let's put our pencils down. <laughs> and, and he's now going to be the main event of WrestleMania 41. That yeah. will be the end of the story. Yeah, maybe. Or you do it at SummerSlam. Either way, we there's a lot we're going to dive into with this because I think The Rock, look, until... Until Friday, The Rock has always been a reference character in these conversations because we hadn't seen the hadn't seen him since the first SmackDown on Fox. He hadn't shown up on TV. It was always he was like this mythological figure that just never showed up. We were waiting for the next coming, basically here SP3. And until he showed his face, I never considered it to be a real possibility. But thank you to Deion Sanders, The Rock showed up. On Friday Night SmackDown. I'll explain that in a second. First things first. Gotta thank our friends over at Bet Online. Football is back. Thank God for that. Even though my Bengals are 0-2. It is what it is. I'm putting on a good face. Bet Online is your number one uh, information for all your sports wagering needs. Up to the minute. Stats, news, scores, injury situations. I really hope you don't have Nick Chubb on your fantasy team. Yikes, your knee is not supposed to bend that way. Get the latest game odds, spreads, totals from the NFL, college football, right there at your fingertips. Bet online's real time updates and statistics. It's odds, all of it. It's right there. Those odds update like that from week one all the way to the college football playoff in the Super Bowl. Bet online gives you access in the best football promotions and contests available anywhere online. Head to the website today, betonline.ag, or you're somebody, you know, under the age of 35, use your mobile phone, get in on the action there on the app as well. Wherever you do it, just make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE, that is B-L-E-A-V, get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. SP3, The Rock showing up on Friday Night SmackDown is the biggest story that um, 
that could possibly happen heading into we're not even to wrestlemania season at this point um but the rock showing up on smackdown first off did big numbers not a surprise as uh Safet points out here in the uh, chat his return got 103 million views across all of social media all right so that's a big barometer more than I look at really ratings because had, had they advertised the rock, I truly believe they would have gotten close to 4 million viewers uh, for Friday night. Uh, they almost got to 3 million. I was expecting them to get the 3 million. It peaked at 2.8 still 2.8 is a monster number. Um, but him showing up playing the hits after he had gone on Pat McAfee's show that day and started making headlines talking about WrestleMania 39. And you alluded to it, the pencils down moment. It was supposed to be locked in. WrestleMania 39, The Rock, Roman Reigns. You had Nick Khan and Vince McMahon flying out to, to meet up with Dwayne and them having a meeting in early 2022. So this is before Cody is even in the company uh, at this point, right? Not even a possibility for Cody Rhodes to be there. Early 2022, they're talking with The Rock about Let's do the WrestleMania thing. Let's 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 get it done. WrestleMania 39, well enough in advance. No problem. Let's go. And then as negotiations and conversations are had over the course of the year, the Rock's terminology, as he put it, let's put the pencils down. I want to find a way to do this and make it as big as possible. I, I honestly don't know how much bigger he could be looking for than Los Angeles Hollywood Rock versus Roman Reigns for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship in the main event of WrestleMania 39. But maybe it is that number that you alluded to. Maybe it's the anniversary, the 40th year, the fourth starting the fourth decade here of, of WrestleMania. Maybe that's that's part of it. But a lot of people were losing their minds over the fact that The Rock would say that on Pat McAfee's show, which happened to be going on in Boulder, Colorado. Because of Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes and their big game going on with uh, Colorado State. That was the host of College Game Day, where Pat McAfee is on the show. So Friday, he did his show from Boulder. And my, oh my, how the stars aligned, SP3. Because he had The Rock on his show that day. And Friday Night Smackdown was in Denver, one hour away. So because of Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes being as hot as they are, they were the host of college game day. They had Pat McAfee an hour away. They had the rock an hour away. So because of Deion Sanders, Friday night happened. So I'm going to say it. Thank you, prime. I appreciate it. Cause I don't know if this happens without you being where you are today. It's amazing how little things can change certain things, regardless of how it happened, why it happened. It happened SP three. Now, what does it mean? First of all, I don't think it's just because of that. I think that it's more to do with The Rock's relationship with Nick Khan. I think that this was probably always the, the, the plan after the TKO merger was supposed to be the return. It's just the stars, like you said, aligned in that matter that it was the perfect place and opportunity to do it just then on the first SmackDown following the merger. But yeah. I think that it was always in the cards. But as far as what this means for the future, what this means for WrestleMania 40, The Rock, you, you saw the difference. That's the difference between a WWE top star and a superstar anywhere. 
that's what the rock is like i could i could text my sister on friday night and say the rock just returned <laughs> on smackdown and she'll get excited and be like oh i'm gonna see what i'm gonna check out social media and, and check it out and watch it uh so like yeah it's like it's the rock is he transcends what wwe does so the biggest match possible that they could give us is the rock versus roman reigns and it's just like why even tease it if you're not going to give it to us? But I think that where you're coming of where he said what he said, oh, he wanted it to be as big as possible, wanted something bigger. No, we all know Dwayne The Rock Johnson went through a whole scandal with DCEU last year. He had his own scandal going on at the same time, pretty much, as Vince McMahon having allegations of sexual misconduct and having to retire from the WWE. So if the timeline matches up, as I remember, that's when those rumors of The Rock and Roman Reigns slowed down. And when people were trying to figure out, oh, who is who is Roman going to face at WrestleMania? And that's when the Cody fans started to be, oh, Cody will be back by then. We could do we rest. That's when he gets injured. That's around the time he yep. gets injured. You're yep. like, oh, he's going to he can come back for WrestleMania, have the comeback, and he can verse Roman then. So that's when all this talk starts. All of it lines up to the same place of businessman allegations happen. That's when The Rock was like, no, I think it's time to put our pencils down. Things that we can revisit this. It's been 18 months. TKO merger. That was news in the news. So I can come back. I can make a statement. You see the, the output. You saw the uh, second highest viewership for SmackDown of the year, even without announcing him just as a surprise. Like no. you said, 2.9. It did this, the, uh, the fourth highest quarter hours of the year just behind who? Tribal Court with the Bloodline, Romans 1,000-day one, 1, celebration. And it probably would have been three, but we had the Bray Wyatt, uh, Terry yeah. Funk tribute. That was number three. The so difference, this is by the four. way, all three of those were advertised. Like, we knew all three of those yeah. situations were going on. This was off of word of mouth, and it wasn't and people even, turning oh, the channel. Yeah, People turning and, the channel pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Had they advertised the rock, which I'm glad they didn't, because part of the reason why that pop was so loud is because no one knew he was there. No yeah. one knew he was coming. It wasn't on the internal rundown sheet. Like the only reason it even leaked at all is because somebody on the Pat McAfee show made a mention that they were gonna be at SmackDown. Like that's literally it. So some some dude's big mouth on the Pat McAfee show is but, the only but, reason why but that, that, that might have helped. That might have helped with the ratings because I know me. I usually don't really pay attention to the beginning of SmackDown or I'll tune into SmackDown a little bit later because I know they do either an intro package, a, a what we miss kind of package, sure. yeah. or Roman takes 10 minutes to get to the ring. So it was like, I don't need to turn into the first couple of minutes of SmackDown. But I did. I had it on at least. I wasn't watching. But as soon as Pat McAfee comes on, I'm paying attention to yes. the TV because I was like, oh, okay, I heard that mention. So I think that is where the extra amount of viewers came from. So, man, The Rock, it's just a no-brainer. Like, I'm sorry, Cody fans. I know that's what the perfect finish the story. But Cody is not. I always said after Cody lost at WrestleMania 39 and the first rumor came out, oh, the plan for WrestleMania 40 is Cody versus Roman. I was like, 
is Cody going to be as hot as he was after WrestleMania 39? He just came from AEW. He spends three months on TV as this, uh, you know, worldwide, you know, acclaimed, uh, unforgettable, memorable moment at Hell in a Cell, fighting with the adversity, uh, the, the bruised pectoral muscle, and fighting through that, winning against Seth Rollins, beat Seth Rollins three straight, then he's off TV for six months, gets the big comeback at Wrestle at Royal Rumble, then spends three months in this whole bloodline story, which was at his peak. How is he going to be hotter than that? Yeah. Um, at 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 best, you can get him equal, right? Like at at best, your mic is muted. Your mic is muted. Your mic is muted. No, I was like, I, I don't know if he can. He, I'm sorry, my kid was in the room. Uh, oh, but <laughs> but uh, I don't know if he can if he can even get equal. I don't know. That's that's he literally came from AEW, spent six months getting this no, big no, I, push. I get it. Like, I don't he, he I got don't the know. triple H treatment coming back from injury ahead of the Royal Rumble. Like it was so mirrored. It was look, his time was WrestleMania 39. That's when he should have won it. I still want him to win the WWE championship, and I still think he will win the WWE championship. And I think he'll get another opportunity because here's the thing: if The Rock does come back. And look, the reason why The Rock was free to even do this at this point is because there's a writer's strike going on right now. There, There's an Actors Guild strike going on right now, and there's no end in sight for that at the moment. So right now, both The Rock and John Cena, who open and close the show like it's freaking 2004 Friday Night SmackDown uh, this past week, um, they're free to do whatever the hell they want to do at the moment, as long as it's not, you know, union sanctioned. So right now, The Rock ain't got no future plans. Things could be very different come April. He could set things up. A lot of things could get delayed. I don't know. But if he wants to do it, he's going to do it. That's that, that And that's it. Sign, seal, deliver. The question then becomes, what is the trickle down after it? And again, if The Rock is available, I'm with you. Just look at what the reaction was. Look what the numbers were. If you're going to do the match, do it now. Because the older The Rock gets, the, the, the less quality this match is going to be. I know Rock is in great shape. It's a dual thing. It's a less likely and a less quality. Like yeah. it, it becomes less of an option. You do it now or you never do it again. And WrestleMania 40 headlined by The Rock and Roman Reigns. There is no bigger matchup for WWE to give us. Roman, Roman and Cody will never, Roman Cody 2 will never be as big as that. Yeah, and you can do Roman Cody too at SummerSlam if you really want to and have Cody beat him there. Because And that that would make more sense to me. Because that would be the four-year anniversary of Roman Reigns returning is at SummerSlam. So who says Cody needs to finish his story at WrestleMania necessarily? And by the way, if The Rock comes back and this is the match and it's for the WWE Championship, Roman's winning anyway. So you still have the opportunity to come down the line. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, Roman's winning anyway. And I'm just here to tell you that, uh, unfortunately... That's not going to be the rest of the SummerSlam match. I said the same thing about this year's SummerSlam, that it should have been Cody and Roman there. When it wasn't there, I don't think it's going to be next year's SummerSlam either. I think it's going to be, they just, WrestleMania 41. <laughs> WrestleMania, he's going to pass Hulk Hogan. That's the next person for him to pass. If he gets, pa if he gets past um, SummerSlam, next year's SummerSlam, he, be he passes Hulk Hogan. All right. Let's not go that far into the future, but okay. 
I don't think The Rock says what he says publicly. I don't think Rock shows up unless this is the plan. Rock, Roman, WrestleMania 40. So there's your night two main event. Roman is off the table. Unless they take the WWE Universal Championship off of Roman Reigns that uh, before this match, which I guess they could do, but I don't see them doing that. But he has already lost once before to Jey Uso, so at least that he's beatable, right? He's had his Ivan Drago, I've been cut moment, right? He's human. He can be beaten. So you could take the title off of him, and maybe The Rock could be the guy to do to help make that happen, whether it's an L.A. Knight who has teased the fact that he's coming after Roman down the line. So if you got a guy who's on a, a got the rocket strapped to his back and he's on this Daniel Bryan-esque trajectory, if L.A. Knight's future is a shot at Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble, conceivably you could have the Rock intervene in that match and help LA Knight win. You could do that, SP3. Do I think WWE does that? No, I don't. So the question becomes, if the Universal title and the WWE Universal title and Roman Reigns are off the table for Cody Rhodes and LA Knight, what is the trickle down for these two guys? It's a valid question. Where does it leave Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania? And what do you do for LA Knight at WrestleMania? I think those are two very valid questions with the rock now coming into focus and taking the spot with Roman Reigns. Well, I will say as I, this is something I've been saying to you for a while with LA Knight. Um, LA Knight. I think it's great. He's so popular. I think the next step in that trajectory is him winning the U S championship or intercontinental championship. It is not, it is not him. He, I, I know it seems like he's on his way to facing Roman Reigns at Raw rumble, which I'm kind of nervous about because I've mentioned <laughs> I've mentioned the holy trinity of guys who were ridiculously over baby faces who faced Roman Reigns and are and they're still over baby faces. Don't get me wrong. Well, one is going through a slow burn heel turn, but they're still over baby faces, but they're not just quite as over as as hot as they were before they faced Roman Reigns. Yeah, and that's Drew McIntyre at Clash of the Castle, Sami Zayn at Elimination Chamber. And Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. And I mean, some people would even put Jey Uso at uh at uh SummerSlam, but Jay's still still over. He still he's seems hot, interesting yeah. and he's still hot. It seems like he transferred all that that uh damage to Jimmy. But <laughs> by osmosis or uh sibling, I don't know. Uh but yeah, he did that. He was able to do that so. Good job, Jay. I don't want to see L.A. Knight join that group. I'd rather L.A. Knight have his trajectory the right way and win the U.S. title because look at look at all the all-time greats that we won. We want L.A. Knight, that we think L.A. Knight is as over and we're comparing his pops to. Austin, he was Intercontinental Champion <laughs> before he won the World Championship. And this is the other key thing that I think is missing, and I keep telling you about L.A. Knight that's missing, and I think WWE is waiting for that. It's the it's the great, memorable match. He's missing that. He doesn't have that. Austin had that with Bret Hart at yeah, WrestleMania 30. Absolutely. So the Rock had that with Triple H at SummerSlam 1998 before he won the World Championship a couple of months later, and he was an Intercontinental Champion. Uh, tr Triple H, same thing. The Rock match at SummerSlam, he won the Intercontinental Championship. Like all these all-time greats, John Cena, 
a U.S. champion, had great matches with Kurt Angle and The Undertaker before he won the world championship. If we Edge, want him to be on live, yeah, Edge, same thing. Roman Reigns, same thing. He won, He was a part of the Shield, had great matches with the Shield, had great matches on his own before he eventually won the WWE championship, and they they shoved him down our throat for a few years before they eventually got it right. But, yeah, besides the point, but... All of this is just to say that LA Knight is missing those things. I feel like he needs those things to f- to feel like he deserves to be the world champion and get that and get that spot. I think that if there if you're going to pass the title to someone else so you you free up the title for the Roman and Rock match to be non-title, it has to be Cody. It just has to be. So and that and I agree with you. There, there's, there, I, I don't think there's anybody who can argue, you know, w- with with what you're saying. Um, it does make me question. Then, uh, is, is WWE doing LA Knight a massive disservice here by doing all of these teases? He beats the Miz on Friday, okay. Which, watching it back, was a better match than the one that they had at at Payback in Pittsburgh, okay. So, but still not a not a classic, right? I don't think anybody's gonna, you know, two months randomly down the line sit here and go. Oh man, how great was that Miz LA night match, right? Like, well, that's what you're talking about. Something just a year from now, people are going to sit back and remember, God, that match was great. Anyway, so they didn't have that. He hasn't had that moment yet, but he gets on the horn and he puts every single champion on notice. But there was an infatuation with how he he said Roman Reigns' name, right? Like he he and all of the teases and the back statements that he's been doing with Paul Heyman, they're building to that. They're building to L.A. Knight, Roman Reigns. And if L.A. Knight gets Roman Reigns at the Royal Rumble and he doesn't win the title, I mean, this man's been bulletproof, but I feel like what is that going to do? Because to me as a fan, that tells me, oh, that was his reward. He's already peaked. He got the match with Roman. He's kind of peaked. How do you build back up from there? And that's kind of why, like, I agree with you. Like, let Screw this. Let's let's do Roman and Cody at the Royal Rumble. Maybe you have LA Knight win the Royal Rumble and he gets a shot at the World Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania. And you can have Cody win the belt, Rock Roman, Cody defends it against whomever. You know, there's a lot of different maybe CM Punk. There's a lot of different avenues that you could go with that. I I think that he loses at Royal Rumble and they build him back up over the next couple of months and then WrestleMania he wins the US Championship. I think that that's what they they are probably planning for him. They think that that's going to get him back unless they, you know, have a legend or a part timer at this point, because there is no like there is no full time star on the WWE roster that jumps off the page. That's like that's the guy L.A. Knight should face at WrestleMania. And that's the biggest issue with L.A. Knight winning the WWE Undisputed Universal Championship before WrestleMania. There is nothing, there is no matchup that I'm like, that's a great matchup to put it. That's that's what I call a top of the line matchup. See, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not on the the Kevin Nash uh spectrum of LA Knight, but I'm a lot on closer to the fence than I am to full on. And I've been an LA Knight fan probably longer than most of the WWE fans that that cheer him every single week. I just I discovered him when he was in Impact Wrestling. I followed his career from there to NWA to NXT to now. I've seen his progression the whole entire way 
And I think that what WWE needs from him is those two things. I need he needs to have that great memorable match. He needs a mid-card title run where he keeps being over, keeps being hot. And then I think they would be confident to put the championship on. Uh, a saying LA Knight should beat Ray or Santos Escobar for the United States championship down the line. I disagree. I think LA Knight needs to take it off of whatever heel takes it off of them. Uh, maybe he takes it off of Austin theory. I think uh, that that's one thing I did. I didn't mention earlier, by the way, Austin theory, um, was spectacular on Friday. That was the best that we have seen out of Austin theory all year. Um, he looked great, even though he took two people's elbows, uh, and he inside was probably um, about as happy as Pat McAfee looked on the outside uh, being in the ring at that point. Right. I don't think anybody, maybe Chris Statlander, but I don't think anybody maybe had a better week last week than Pat McAfee, who was feeling the Rocky Mountain high for sure during that segment. But <laughs> but Austin Theory was spectacular in that segment. Hopefully they have something for him. Maybe, you know, they, they figured out kind of this groove that they can work with him and he can progress forward. But LA Knight needs to win that title off of a heel. Uh, maybe Santos Escobar turns heel to win it. I don't know what they're doing there, but those two have a date uh, for the United States championship. Regardless, what WWE has done, though, is they've created themselves some options because I feel like if it's going to be, if it's going to be Roman and, and rock at WrestleMania, they know what kind of star they have in Cody still they're going to have something big for Cody, and I don't think it's going to be Seth Rollins for. I think they're pretty confident that they're going to be able to bring CM Punk in, and I think we're going to get Cody Rhodes versus CM Punk at WrestleMania 40. Like, I feel pretty confident at this point that that's at least been penciled in. If they, if they have Rock Roman, and if that's the case, if we're getting Roman Rock, if we're getting Cody Punk, LA Knight, and whomever he's going up with, I, I think, to answer your question, by the way, maybe a heel Drew McIntyre might be a good opponent for him at WrestleMania, maybe, depending. Um, but, there, man, it's going to be hard. Jimmy and Jay, one-on-one. -on -one. It's going to be hard to Rhea pick. Rhea and Becky. Yeah, Rhea and Becky. Charlotte and Bianca. Possibly, potentially. Then there's also this other lady that we have not talked about yet, who is an absolute star who may have a major match at WrestleMania 40. And that's the fact that Jade Cargill uh, is on her way to WWE via multiple outlets. She has already been removed uh, off of the active all elite wrestling uh, roster page. Tony Khan seemingly confirming today they're doing media for grand slam this week, uh, basically confirmed today that she's no longer with the, uh, the, the company basically saying, Hey, all I can really say is, Loved her while we had her, and that's pretty much it. Uh, traditional non-Tony Khan answer, but regardless, um, this was surprising to me, SP3. And the fact of the matter is, like, you knew something was up on Wednesday. Wednesday, Dynamite in Cincinnati. I was watching home a little bit. Like I said, it was my anniversary, so I wasn't paying too much attention, but I did happen to catch the graphic when they flashed it on the screen. Chris Statlander versus Jade Cargill for the TBS championship on Rampage. And I'm sitting here going, why in God's green earth is a major pay-per-view match being booked on the C-show with less than a week build-up to it? I'm like, that just was mind-boggling to me at the time fall asleep that night wake up at three o'clock in the morning bunch of notifications on my phone 
And I see Sean Rossap's report that Jade Cargill is done with AEW. Many believe that she's on her way to WWE, and that has since pretty much all been confirmed. Like, the the only thing that hasn't happened yet is she hasn't shown up on TV at this point, right? Like, she's coming. This is stunning to me, and this is a good get for WWE, and this is a big loss, I believe, for AEW. 100%. There's a, I, I formed the question for the ladies over at Servant Facing Heels on True Hill Heat on uh, Sunday is, is Jay Cargo the biggest loss, the biggest drop ball in AEW history? There is probably a question for that. They did better. They did definitely write by her and they developed her very well. I think that they kind of laxed on the last couple of months as far as, you know, investment into the stories and furthering her development by having her work with more of the more experienced workers on the AEW roster. But overall, I can't say they did right. They didn't do right by her. They treated her very well. She was very pleased with her time in AEW. It was just the right time. It seems like this is the right time. It did come out of nowhere, but when you get the, you get the whole Jay Cargo and WWE, it's just like, Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like like Jake Argo, uh, WWE sees her on the outside. They'll probably pick her up out of the street and say, <laughs> "We want you on our on our roster." Like it's just a no brainer when you think about a company's ecosystem and what they do as far as uh, promoting people more on their character work, presentation, yeah. and promos. That's what Jay Cargill is going to excel at. If they can help her out on the wrestling end, this is why I personally believe she needs to start off on NXT to get that seasoning. And with the workers that they do have on NXT, I think that's going to make her better where they bring her, her in right now. She's got about six months before after WrestleMania. I think that's the perfect time to call her up to the main roster right then or at WrestleMania if you want to give her the big stage. Yeah. Um, I, I, I see your point, and that might be better for the betterment of the long run for Jade is to actually show up in NXT. But my goodness, man, I, I can't help but think about what WWE could do. Because like you said, more importantly for them, it's the presentation. It's the pomp and circumstance. It's the presenting of a new star. And you know WWE is going to take somebody like Jade Cargill, who is already a diamond on her own, and make her look like the hope diamond, right? Like you put the WWE production and hype train behind Jade Cargill and people are going to be, you know, they're going to think that she's the next big thing before she ever even steps into the ring. People who don't watch AEW, maybe people who aren't as familiar with her. She's already an attraction on her own. Much like Cody Rhodes coming over from AEW, she's a big stadium star. She's a big stadium performer. And I don't believe that she gets nearly as much credit for how much she has developed her skills uh, since she first showed up in AEW when she was about as green as green gets. But she has gotten much better. She had some really good matches there toward the end. Um, I thought her match, albeit very short, was great with Athena at All Out uh, two years ago or a year ago at this point, two All Outs ago. And I think she could show up on the main roster and be just fine like you could start her off with some basic stuff with a lot of smoke and mirrors and and have her work you know at the pc and do you know other dark matches and things of that nature and get her up, up to speed but i i think wwe is going to hop on the the attraction that is jade cargill and put her on the main roster immediately
immediately. I think that's what so, so you basically, basically you're telling me WWE is going to fail at this. Because that's not that's not what's best for for Jay Cargo. I mean, I know I know a lot of people want to want to want to be you know all nooks and crannies, and I've seen a lot of people switch up on their opinion of Jay Cargo now that she's going to WWE. But her going straight <laughs> to the main roster, and you know, regardless of working with the top workers, you're gonna see the difference between the top workers and her. The mm-hmm. best thing for her is to go to NXT. You just announced a freaking breakout tournament. This works out perfectly. Not only that, there is a lot more value in Jay Cargo on NXT than any other brand of NA of of WWE right now because they're trying to get the media rights, the new media rights deal. They want to establish it as a third brand, but all they've been doing is putting uh main roster people on there for a co- couple of weeks or months uh, or mid carters or lower carters at that. They haven't been doing anything that's going to help NXT long term or at least for more than a handful of months. Jade Cargo is. That's the final piece. That's the thing that's been missing for NXT is that you have a diamond of a prospect to now bring in. It's I, I don't understand how anyone could think that this is not the best thing for Jade Cargo and the best thing for WWE. I, I think people look at NXT right and they they look at it as as a step down they look at NXT as a step down from AEW they don't see AEW they they see AEW as all, a lot of these people who are saying that this is one of my my theory anyway they see AEW on par with WWE so they look at Jade Cargill showing up and immediately going to NXT as a demotion as it being less than as they don't think of her like People are going to see her show up in NXT and they're going to go, why the hell on God's green earth did she leave AEW to go to NXT? Like, that's what people Don't work with Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch (laughs) is the NXT woman. What are we even talking? What are those people thinking? Those people are are smoking battery acid and we should not listen to their opinions. Uh, Stephen Chambers saying, I wonder if Jade shows up at NXT No Mercy face-to-face with Becky Lynch. Um... Maybe it's going to be interesting to see what they do with with Becky as the NXT women's champion. Her winning last week, which is something I said I, I didn't I didn't call it. I was right there. I was at the goal line from saying I think she's going to win it or predicting she it. was going to win it. But I was like, I'm, I feel like it was going to happen and it happened. And I'm happy that it happened because it just felt wrong that it never did. And it felt like it was a good time to do it with her since she just finished up this this, this program with Trish Stratus and she kind of had a, a lull. If if Becky and Rhea is what they're going to do at WrestleMania, they needed something for her to do. They're trying to build up NXT, as you said, TV rights negotiations, make it better. They got a diamond of a prospect in Tiffany Stratton that they could put in the ring with Becky Lynch and make get over a million people sp3 to watch the conclusion of that match and maybe even for a lot of them get their first look at somebody like a tiffany stratton who looked like a total star in that matchup as well so again that benefits tiffany that benefits nxt having becky lynch be there and get over a million viewers on it made a total sense to have becky finally win it but now it's like what do they do with her last night she shows up on monday night raw she issues an open challenge Natalia answers it. Okay. Originally it was supposed to be Tegan Knox. 
I would have been much happier to see Tegan Knox because that is somebody who needs to be on television that I honestly forgot was even in the company at this point because she has been used so infrequently along the lines of, you know, an Isla and an Alba and a Candace and, a, and an Indy who I don't even know why they were called up at this point because you've done nothing with them. Um, that would have been nice. It'd be nice to see Becky do the open challenges on Mondays and Tuesdays and face a, a main roster star. Somebody like the people I just mentioned who haven't been on television, wrestle them, get eyes on them, let people see how great they are, just like they did with Tiffany, and then do the same thing with an NXT star on Tuesday. And then whomever she faces at uh, No Mercy, if she wins, if they're going to keep doing that, yeah, maybe you have Jade come in there and do that. But I think if Jade does go to NXT, it makes sense to immediately make her the face of that and have her be the one that beats Becky Lynch for that championship. Yeah, if that's you, what you're going to do. You could do the long-term thing of a couple of weeks of what you're talking about, and you can get it to, like, deadline because you can have uh, Jay debut in the breakout tournament and wash through everyone in that yes. breakout tournament, yes. make her look like a monster before bet she versus the top star of the women's division at deadline. And then you can, you can, you can get a lot of people talking about that show. It helps out that show. And then you go into the new year with Jade as the, as the champion of NXT in 2024, and she can be the NXT champion going into the Royal Rumble. How about that? Have an appearance in the Royal Rumble where she doesn't yeah. have to win she can have like a final four appearance have a face off with bianca belair and charlotte flair in there and just tease those those matchups and then have her have a big matchup at stand and deliver whether that's against roxanne perez or one of the other top tiffany stratton it could be one of the top ladies in nxt at stand and deliver where she has that big spotlight they have a show before stand and deliver i think vengeance day you can have a big matchup for like it helps NXT. I think it's people don't realize the value that Jade Cargill will give NXT. It's a lot more than putting her on SmackDown and having her wind up like Isla Dawn and uh, Alba Fire, or putting her on Raw and she winds up like Candice LeRae or uh, or t or uh, uh, Indy Hartwell, or putting her on Raw and it just dilutes what Nia Jax is doing it on on Raw it's right now. It's basically the same thing, yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same thing. Or put her on SmackDown and it's just like people are gonna say, oh, she's just SmackDown's. Nia Jax like guys you there is there you have to think you have to think bigger picture when you have a diamond like Jay Cargill just throwing her on the main roster oh ever win the Royal Rumble ever versus Bianca Belair at Wrestlemania 40 that is blowing your fucking load booking I'm sorry I'm sorry to put it that way but I'm gonna put it bluntly that is blowing depends, your load depends on booking. when she starts depends on when That's she starts it does not matter. <laughs> like if you're doing, if you knew Bianca Belair versus Yade Cargill at WrestleMania 40, you blew your load. You blew your load. You could have built to that. You could have built to that. You could have easily. September. You could have September. You could have easily. You could. It doesn't matter if it's. You could have built to that for years. We've seen what they've been doing in WWE with the bloodline. They built for something for a year. You could build for that for years. They haven't given us Bianca Belair. And we've been What was that? This is why fans don't have the pencil. Oh, okay. Sorry. The pencil. The pencil. Uh, A-Shock saying Jade is the counter to Rhea uh, and to dethrone Rhea. I see where people are coming with that because for, for weeks, SP3, we're sitting here talking about how there's nobody who physically, from a physical standpoint, stands up to Rhea Ripley. 
I want to see that face off. But you, to your point, you could give us that face off in the Royal Rumble. And I like your idea of if, well, Rio is going to be the champ, so she's not going to be in the Royal Rumble. But there are times that you could give us that face off. Um, I like your idea of Jade being a Final Four competitor in the Royal Rumble. Uh, whether it's Charlotte that's there, whether it's Bianca that's there. My theory is Becky Lynch is probably winning as the Royal Rumble. NXT champion. That's yes. the key. As right. NXT so it, Let's just say we did your entire process. You could have, because let's say Jade beats Becky for the championship, right? Well, then Becky gets one over on Jade by winning the Royal Rumble in January to set up her match with Rhea by eliminating Jade Cargill and Jade finishes second. So Becky becomes the first two-time winner. She goes on to face Rhea and she eliminates Jade in the process to get her win back. My only issue with all of this is if you have Becky beat Tiffany, how does Tiffany get, get her over? How does Tiffany get oh, her? Tiffany, Tiffany's, Tiffany, at this point, you could you could call her up to the main roster like tomorrow. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, like you at this at this point with Jade coming in, Tiffany being there is not really needed. It's not really needed anymore. And I think that she would, uh, you would help her process a little bit more and speed it up if you called her up to the main to the main roster. Because if you if you went through her NXT title reign, like it's like the only thing you could do is put the title back on her, have her be the one that beats Becky. But then it's just a question of the Cody thing that I just brought up. Is she gonna be as hot as she was when she first won the NXT Women's Championship, even though she's beating Becky Lynch? That's a question. That yeah. is a question. And as, look, I I don't think Becky Lynch is only going to have this through September 30th, and that's when No Mer Mercy is. I think it's going to be more beneficial to NXT and WWE to keep that belt on her and actually have her what is going to be her one NXT, you know, run mean something and be significant and have her yeah, put as many... That's why I prefer the, the Jade wins the breakout tournament and gets the shot at deadline option. That's the one I enjoy. That's the one I like the most. Or uh, the other one is that with Becky now setting up these open challenges on Raw, if you want her to have her debut on the main roster but still have an NXT run, you have her answer the open challenge, open challenge on Raw and, and then become her. the NXT Women's Champion to go back to Tuesdays. Uh, Frantic World saying WWE has a lot of female wrestlers, but they are not using them. Shake my head. I agree with you. There is a lot of women that I want to see on my television screen. The longer and the longer and the longer that Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae and Indy Hartwell are not on my TV screen and Dexter Loomis, like you can't give us a, the way reunion and then just park them. It's, oh my God, it's maddening. It's maddening. And if, if Tommaso Ciampa's, like whole thing that he's doing with Imperium right now does not lead to him needing backup and Johnny Gargano being that backup. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what on in the hell <laughs> they are seeing. Uh, Bell saying I do want to see Jade versus Bianca, Charlotte, Oscar, EO, and every single one of those girls. But I also want her to be an equal uh, to be an equal skill set. I think they have to take uh, they have her take the title off of Becky. That is okay. Yeah, uh, look, I, I can't agree with you. I'm saying, I look, SP3, you have swayed me, all right? Like, I was I was on board of the, I don't think you, you need to put her in NXT, but listening to you hear you talk, look, I'm my opinion can be swayed. I can be changed. I'm not that bullish. I'm not that bullish. I think your trajectory makes a ton more sense. It might be better for Jade in the long run. Do I think WWE is going to do that? Uh, I, 
I never think anything I say about WWE they actually gonna do because that make too much sense. I make yeah. too much sense for WWE sometimes. And worth a mention, Wrestling Observer says significant main roster creative plans are being worked on for Jade Cargill. Now, who says that they start in September, October, November? They could start in May, June, exactly. July. They're already talking about WrestleMania match plans, so who's to say they are not preparing for the draft and what's to come in the in the spring and stuff? So. Yeah, and look, you could have Jade Cargill defend the NXT Championship at WrestleMania if you really wanted to. Mm-hmm. You got two nights, got two damn nights. That's sixteen matches. SP3, who her opponent is, I don't know. Roxanne Perez, the two winners of the Women's Breakout oh. Tournament, the future Man, of the WWE. Boy. God, that dynamic. All, David, all of, that's the ultimate David versus Goliath in WWE. All five foot. All five footer. I love Roxanne Perez, but that is a tiny, tiny human. Let's get into this, SP3. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. We do appreciate everybody who's in the chat. Do us a favor. Make sure to give the thumbs up. Make sure to subscribe to the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel if you haven't already. We really appreciate the support. By the way, make sure to check out my conversation with Chelsea Green, which dropped yesterday. We talked a lot about uh, her thoughts on Sonya Deville's injury, what they said verbatim uh, when they found out that she had the the injury, and just how quickly she got to work on Chelsea's Got Talent. Uh, It was such a great response yesterday, SP3. She said... And I'm paraphrasing here. They would have had to pry that tag team championship from her fingers with her basically dragging her down the hallway if they had decided that they were going to take the titles off of Chelsea Green. She is great. I love Chelsea. I love what she's doing on TV. I like her in real life even better. This is the first time I got a chance to talk with her. I love this conversation. Check it out. It's available now right here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Um, SP3. Oh, I love this comment here. For, that is true. A former ROH and AEW Women's Champion at WrestleMania. Yes. Mm. Roxanne Perez versus Jay Cargill. That oh, one. crap. We haven't even, we, I forgot to even bring up the fact what that could mean for, for AEW, but maybe uh, we'll have that conversation. We'll wait. We'll wait until she actually shows up in WWE. Yes. There we and go. And then we can have that conversation. So, Big cliffhanger. Yes. That's what, Big, that's what we call this it. This guy's a professional, folks. We got to tease now. And also I, I like to stockpile uh, topics for slow weeks. We just haven't had a slow week in a while. Uh, AEW grand slam tomorrow night. SP three, you are going to be there. New York city. Now, um, let me preface this by saying, I hate talking about ticket sales. I hate talking about ratings, but regardless, uh, the last update that I saw, there were still about 4,000 seats available for Arthur Ashe. Uh, they had moved a few within the last a few hundred within the last few days, but that's because they started doing two for one giveaways. Um, this on the heels of collision in Penn State, where sales reportedly were not great. And last Wednesday on Dynamite, this was a show that I was not at SP3, but they only sold 2,000 tickets to AEW Dynamite at the Heritage Bank Center in Cincinnati when the, the king of Cincinnati, John Moxley, had a title defense on the show. Um, this, by the way, coming on the heels of WWE, a house show doing over 7,000 at the same venue two months prior. AEW does not have a bad product. AEW does not lack star power, even without CM Punk or Jade Cargill. Where, where's the disconnect? What is, what is going on here? Where is AEW 
failing or struggling where WWE is succeeding right now. WWE is selling out venues all over the dang country. They just did, what, 14,000 in Denver last night, uh, uh, you know, a record crowd. Um, I forget where they were, but, you know, another every single week they're putting out record numbers. AEW outside of Wembley Stadium is struggling to sell tickets right now. Where where are they failing where WWE is succeeding, do you think? AEW is a couple of different pro- uh, problems. First, uh, it's always when I talk about the ratings. I always say, like, especially when the ratings conversation started in like 2020, 2021, is that the rating of this week has more to do with last week. So, like, with, with, with ticket sales, though, it has more to do with the perception of a company from the past six months, the past year. That has more to do with ticket sales, it seems, because I think that the whole issue AEW is having domestically is the fact that they're not the hot product that they were in 2021 when they went back on the road because they were they had a better run in the pandemic than WWE had. They were the hotter company. They were the newer company. They were the hotter company. They had Malachi back come over. They had CM Punk come over. They had Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, and the run went into the early part of 2022 with like guys like Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland coming over. It was still coming and the trajectory was coming this way. Then the trajectory started going the other way with Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes was the first domino dropping. Then it was WWE having the whole Vince McMahon scandal and Vince McMahon stepping down, Triple H taking over, something new, something fresh. The company was doing stuff new. They had Roman Reigns, this long-running champion, and then the Bloodline story got interesting with Sami Zayn. They became the hot company. And now we're seeing the aftermath of that where they could have a show in Tusalu, Mississippi, and it will sell out. They've been setting all-time record. Like, the definition of freaking this year for WWE has been all-time records. That's all yeah. they've been doing everywhere they're going. For AEW, it's been trying to pull themselves out of the mud that they created for themselves in 2022 with the whole CM Punk drama and, you know, the TV not being of the same quality that it was in 2021 and 2022 with the but with the bills to pay-per-views not being the way that it used to be so aew yeah it was on fire from 2019 to 2021 like chris haley says but it's just not that now and that's the struggle that they're having and the other thing the number two thing is they keep repeating the same markets they go back to the same markets so many times like ohio in general they've been there like 10 times in two years Years. That's way too many times. They go, they go to Ohio like five to four, five, four to five times a year. Like that's way too many times. They're repeating the same markets, and that's the main question. That I, if, if there is a media scrum tomorrow at Grand Slam, I'm gonna ask them why you don't visit New York too often. That's one thing. And why is your ticket, your ticket uh, sales? Are, you're trying to match WWE, but you're not WWE as far as like the ticket sales where you're marking your tickets price at. The reason why AEW was selling so high in 2019 is because Cody made the tickets more affordable for the middle class and the low class. That's yeah. why the crowds were so hot. They came out because they were getting an affordable show. You're not doing that now. You need to get back to those things. Go back to the basics. Go back to trying out new markets and trying new things to advertise and promote your shows. And that's the big key right there. Advertising. 
because I can't tell you SP3 because, and look, the reason why I brought this question up is because I'm, I'm very passionate about this. I love my hometown. I hate when my hometown looks bad and Cincinnati, John Moxley, only 2,100 people, 2,400, whatever it is showing up to the heritage bank center to, to watch him and watch AEW that looks bad. And I don't like that, but I talked to so many people and I'm talking over a dozen who had no idea AEW was even in town until it was too late to go to the show. One of my buddies, Tony, avid AEW fan, did not know that they were in town. He has two kids. He didn't know until Monday that they were there on Wednesday. Can't get a babysitter in time to do that, my friend. They didn't know none, none, zero, zero radio advertisements for AEW leading up to Dynamite on Wednesday. The last time that AEW was in town, which was October beforehand, the, the show that John Moxley and Adam Page wrestled at where Adam Page got the concussion that started this whole BB, BCC versus uh, uh, the Elite program, they were advertising three months out on iHeart, on every radio station in town, on every TV station in town. And they did tw twice as many. They did over 5,000 people. You're telling me eight months later, AEW has cooled off that much that they can't, they're struggling to sell over 2,000 tickets. No one knew they were there. Why didn't he do any local advertising? Why didn't he buy any TV spots? Why didn't he buy any radio spots? That would be my big question, is what has your approach to local advertising changed at all? Because there were so many fans who did not even know the show was going on. That, that's a problem. That's a problem. Anywho, we do have a great show regardless. I'm jealous that you're going to be at Arthur Ashe tomorrow night because there is a ton of matches on this card that I am thrilled to see. I think there's a lot of matches that could main event this show tomorrow, SP3. Which one should main event this show at Arthur Ashe? Uh, which should? I'm going to go with my heart. I'm going to have to go with my heart. It's Eddie Kingston versus Claudio Castanoli, especially if you're going to have that moment of Eddie finally winning the big one. That's the main event. Exactly. That look, We're going to have to do rapid fire here on these last four for sure. But uh, yeah, same. If Eddie is going to win the title, that's the, that's what closes it. Because you get the big moment, you get the confetti, you get the, the the Yonkers hero getting paraded around the stadium, you get all of that. You do that early in the show, your your show is peaked. You're not. It's not going to get better than that from the hometown reaction. And if Eddie loses, you're going to get a damn literal riot on your hands. So either way, close the show with that. Number three, would Tony Storm winning the AEW Women's Championship actually be a detriment to this fabulous? Fabulous character. Like the best female character in wrestling right now is Tony Storm. There's no question about it. Would her winning the title tomorrow be a detriment to that? 100% Tony Storm is the best character. It might be in wrestling if it wasn't for Roderick Strong and his neck health. <laughs> it might just be in wrestling because she is just fabulous because it's chin up, tits out, out, and watch for the shoe. But I agree. Yes, it would be a detriment to her character. We need her to become more unhinged and not and not uh, be fawning over her Grammy award or her or her Emmy award or uh, whatever Oscar award. We can't yeah. do. That. I don't think it. I think a little bit down the road it wouldn't be a detriment. But keep her on the momentum. Keep her on the trajectory that she's on right now because this Marilyn Monroe. I like the finer things in life. Like I loved her segment with RJ city this week where she's talking about, I thought AEW was supposed to be, you know, about making stars and, and making money and not being a charity case for women who wouldn't know talent. If they, if it slapped their tits off, like that's, 
that's the Tony. That's great. That is good stuff for Tony Storm. I think it still would work if she was a champion. You know, her loving the finer things in life and having that success. But this unhinged Tony Storm needs to continue a little bit further. Does the BCC, meanwhile, do they continue to work well here, SP3, as a unit with each member having a, a different standing with the fans? Daniel Bryan is an over baby face. John Moxley's kind of a tweener. And then Claudio, as long as he's going against Eddie, everybody's going to hate him. And then Wheeler Yuta might be the most hated man on the planet right now. Um, I think that it does still work. It does still work. They're just a fight club. It's like it's like an MMA, a MMA fight team. You got some, you yeah. got some villains, you got some faces in there, but they all come together when they need to, when they need to have each other's back. I like this dynamic, and I think I think that it can still work for the time being, but it can't be a long-term thing. Yeah, look, I don't think this is any different than Judgment Day, where Dominic is the most hated man in WWE, yet everybody loves Rhea Ripley, yet that dynamic continues to work. I, I think it's just natural, right? You're not going to love every member of a group. Heck, I mean, there's a reason they call it X-Pac heat, right? Like, you're not going to love every single member of a group. I think this is working fine. I don't think they need to try to shoehorn anything. And last but not least, the AEW title is on the line. Is it Samoa Joe's night, SP3? Does Samoa Joe shock the world, and does MJF lose his beautiful Burberry championship belt? I've told this story twice this week. My love for professional wrestling was reignited at the age of 16 years old by watching Samoa Joe versus CM Punk on LimeWire. Uh, wow. uh, the first matchup LimeWire they, they ever they ever had i watched that from a friend who suggested it for me and i became a fan of samoa joe ever since there i watched his run in roh watched his run in tna watched his run in wwe and loved his work so far in aew and thought he's been doing his great work with uh mjf in this feud no he should not win on wednesday but no it should not be the end of the feud mjf said he samoa joe faced him he's gonna choke him out so I think MJF knocks him out with the dynamite diamond ring and puts him in the coquina clutch <laughs> and puts him in the coquina clutch. So it looks like he choked him out to give us a more unhinged Samoa Joe who will murder his best friend and anyone else to get another shot at MJF. Yeah, I feel like this needs to be on pay-per-view for Samoa Joe to win it. I would love it if Joe would win it. I look, I, Samoa Joe is one of my top two, top three performers to watch right now. And I've talked about it numerous times about why I why he he's so damn good um I want him to win I wouldn't be mad if he wins but I think MJF slithers away with the AEW title tomorrow night SP3 what you got going on on True Heel Heat this week uh check out earlier today we did our first rated raw review our rated raw superstars watch along on Mondays we preempted that for the NFL season uh we might do some watch alongs on our sports channel but we preempted the raw watch along we're doing raw reviews on Tuesdays now so check it out first a review with Rob Wilkins reviewing last night's Raw in depth, so check that out. I'll be back on the True Hill Heat YouTube channel on Thursday for the AEW Dynamite review. But if you're in New York for Grand Slam, come say hi. Come take a picture. I won't bite. And come take a picture. I don't charge that much. That much, yes. Uh, guys, make sure to check out my conversation with Chelsea Green. It is up right now here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. Check out my conversation with John Moxley, which has done very well. Thank you guys so much for all of the support on that one. And please, like, again, I'm not going to say what it is, but 
just keep your fingers crossed. If you believe in something, say a little prayer. I'm hoping to get a yes on an email this afternoon, which would be the biggest thing that I have ever done coming up this weekend. So please just cross your fingers and I will have something really, really cool coming to the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. So make sure to subscribe and hopefully I'll be able to deliver that to you guys uh, next week. Uh, regardless, SP3 and myself will be back next Tuesday afternoon. Until then, thank you so much for the comments. Sorry, I couldn't get to more of them today. I'll try to get to more of them next week. I'll try to start the show at two o'clock next week so we have more time. Until then. This has been the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet Online. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. 